What's up, everybody? Welcome back. Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, March 4th, 2020, and this is your post-game podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights winning 3-0, 3-Donut, 3-Nikita-Goose-Egg. You see what I did there? Uh, the Golden Knights did get another victory over the New Jersey Devils. On this night, and the Golden Knights are now winners of nine of their last ten. Welcome back to all of you. I am your host, Danny Webster, and I do appreciate you stopping by for today's episode as we will recap the Golden Knights getting a very much needed, I would say, bounce back victory over the Devils on Tuesday after having their eight-game winning streak snapped on Sunday at the hands of the Los Angeles Kings. The Golden Knights bounce back with a strong performance by their now number one goaltender, Robin Leonard. I don't think we need to go that far yet, but two games, two very impressive victories for the Golden Knights' new goaltender. Now, albeit the wins have come against Buffalo and New Jersey, so it's not like it's really screaming off the page. But when the Golden Knights have needed performances from their goaltending, Marc-Andre Fleury has definitely done his thing. Robin Leonard in the last two starts has definitely done his part. Uh, We will talk about this game in just a little bit, but first, the usual housekeeping that we need to do every episode, and especially to those of you who are listening to this podcast for the very first time, another welcome to you as well. Very special welcome to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. Uh, This is a podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights, a daily podcast. Talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever else you consume your podcast. We are more than likely on that forum, and that's where you can find us. Uh, You can follow the show on Twitter at LockdownVGK. You can follow me on Twitter at DannyWebster21. I mean, if you're a fan of you know, stupid attempts at uh, humor on Twitter. You can definitely follow me on Twitter at Danny Webster 21. Or if you like sending emails, locked on golden at gmail.com is the place to do so. Good God. I was oh, good. God. Okay. You know what? We're going to keep that in there. I, I was going to clap and be like, all right, let's talk about the game. As I'm clapping, my watch hits the microphone again. If you have listened to, what are we at now, 101, 102 episodes of this podcast, if you listen to them all, I've hit my microphone at least once every three episodes. It's one of these days I'm going to hit the microphone so hard, it's going to fall off my desk, and then it's going to break, and then I'm still going to pick it up, and while in one take, I'm still going to be delivering this uh, this podcast to you, because I'm just that much of a tormented soul with no direction, <laughs> if you want to put it that way. All right, so let's try this again. Let's talk about the game tonight. The Golden Knights, uh, very strong performance. Not only strong overall from forwards, defensemen, you name it. And of course, Robin Leonard with another fantastic performance. 27 saves, his first shutout with the Golden Knights in his second start. Uh, since being acquired in that trade with Chicago back on deadline day on the 24th. But the Golden Knights took care of business against a really pesky New Jersey team. They came into this game on a six-game point streak, 4-0-2 in their last six games. They've been playing very well. 
And the Golden Knights, you could understand why maybe this would be kind of a trap game for them. You're talking about a team that just, you know, really got kind of got blitzed at the hands of the Los Angeles Kings on Sunday. You're coming back here in this game playing a young team that has been known to rely on its young talent. It's the young talent on this team is absolutely ridiculous. And when they get it together and they get it together for a full 82 game season there, the devils are going to be a fun team to watch, but you knew that they were going to be pesky. You knew they were going to come at you with uh, a lot of their, their young scoring and the Golden Knights shut them down. They didn't really give them a lot of time and space. Uh, Leonard made a couple of big saves early on. Uh, I think it was first shot of the game. I think he had to make the glove save to kind of keep uh, keep everything in check. I mean, you remember last game, last time Leonard started, uh, first shot that they saw, it was a goal. And then, of course, on Sunday, first shot the Golden Knights saw was a goal against Kings. Well, once uh, Leonard turned that first shot away, it was pretty much, for the most part, it was easy sailing. It, there were not really a lot of dangerous chances um, for the Devils. They got a lot of good looks on their power play, but Vegas's PK stood tall and made some very key stops. And then finally in the second period, after really an even first period, the Golden Knights broke through. Max Pacioretty scored his 31st goal of the year to give him a one nothing lead uh, 45 seconds into the frame. And then in the third period, 37 seconds into the frame, William Carlson with his 100th career NHL goal to make it two, and then Ryan Reeves with the added insurance to make it three, and that would eventually be your final score, three, nothing, Vegas with another victory, nine out of their last 10, eight out of the last nine on home ice, which if you remember, what was it, about eight or nine home games ago, the Golden Knights were definitely an average home team sitting at even keel 500 14 10 and 4 and now i think they've won eight of their last nine at home so i think the home ice advantage at t-mobile arena is certainly back but you know for a win like this to happen it's a good thing it's a good thing for the golden knights they were able to bounce back and head into this upcoming five game road trip mostly in canada uh on a high note which you know considering how they played on sunday you needed a win to kind of get things back on track, and they absolutely did that. Hi, however, I would caution that it was the Devils. The Devils, again, have been fairly good as of late, but they have not been they all season. They have not been the team that everybody expected them to be back in June and July, and I think that's why you can see, well, yeah, they've been playing well as of late. Mackenzie Blackwood's been one of the best goal, goaltenders in the last couple of weeks, but the Golden Knights were expected to win this game. They took care of business. Uh, c'est la vie, I guess, would be the proper way to say it. So the Golden Knights now 37-23-8 on the season. They now have four home games left. They have a boatload of road games left after this one. And it's going to be a very, very tough challenge going forward. The Golden Knights have a five-game road trip uh, coming up, I don't have the schedule with me on the top of my head, but I do know, I can tell you right now, uh, they will be playing the Winnipeg Jets on Friday. Uh, Golden Knights have an off day tomorrow, which one, thank God, I'm very happy for an off day. Um, but two, they will have an off day and then a slight practice on Thursday before flying out to Winnipeg for the first of the five-game road trip. It's actually Winnipeg and then the two big division ones, Calgary and Edmonton, 
and then a couple days, Calgary and Edmonton are actually back to back. Now, here's the thing, and and I can probably touch on this in a little bit later, but the Calgary Edmonton back to back seemed daunting at first. It doesn't seem so daunting now because of who you have in goal. Like if you were throwing Malcolm Subban out there against Calgary or against Edmonton, that's where I would be a little bit cautious. But you're going to get, what, two days off, basically. You're going to have a short practice on Thursday. Marc-Andre Fleury, I would guess, plays Winnipeg on Friday, and then they go Robin Leonard at Calgary and then back to Fleury against Edmonton. If it was, you know, Fleury, Subban, Fleury, I'd be a little bit more hesitant. I'd be a little bit more concerned in that regard. But since it's not... I could feel a little bit better saying if the Golden Knights needed to rely on their goaltending to steal a game or two out of this road stretch, I'd feel a little bit more comfortable about that uh, heading into this. So we'll break down that five-game stretch as we get closer, probably to- probably Thursday, I think would be a fairly uh, good way to get us ready for that five-game road trip. Again, big test coming up for Vegas. They're fighting against a... Uh, they're going against a Winnipeg team that's fighting for their playoff lives, a Calgary team that's scratching the surface trying to get back to the playoffs. Edmonton, we know how big of a game that's going to be, and that's going to be even bigger of a game. Now knowing that Vegas has got capable goaltending back there, and then at Minnesota and then at Colorado, two game, two teams that have given Vegas fits the last number of years, and especially this season. Minnesota, you'll recall, before that eight-game winning streak, Vegas was in Minnesota, and Minnesota mollywhopped them 4 to nothing. And then Colorado, Vegas just had has had zero answer for Colorado all season long. So very interesting game coming up, or very interesting games coming up, I should say, for the Golden Knights as they look to, at some point, increase their two-point lead on the Oilers for first place in the Pacific Division. Uh, but before we continue, I need to talk to the, uh, the uh, local advertisers. Those of you who own small businesses, those of you who would like to advertise on this here podcast, um, if you have listened to this podcast before, and again, if you have, great. If not, welcome. But if you have, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Golden Knights is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Golden Knights fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. And we're not talking just about any podcast listener. We're talking about locked on podcast listeners. You guys are special. Okay, you guys listen to this podcast. You are special. If I could give you a snickerdoodle, I would do it. If your company does want to connect with Golden Knights fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this locked on podcast. Local fans Love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com backslash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. And there you go. Okay, so a couple things that we need to uh, that I wanted to kind of talk about. Not really going to talk about the uh, the road trip yet. We'll save that for later in the week. Uh, first things first. Uh, Brandon Peary and Nicholas Waugh have been sent down to AHL Chicago. That puts the Golden Knights at ten forwards um, right now. Now here's the thing: since Vegas isn't playing until Friday, 
they can really afford to send them down. Now, Peary more so than Wah. I do expect Wah to be back up before Friday. Um, but I will say this. This could be a good thing if you are one Alex Tuck, who is supposed to be on the verge of returning to the lineup off long-term injured reserve at some point within the next few days. He has been labeled day-to-day under Pete DeBoer for the last, I would say, about close to a week now. Alex Tuck, based off when he is designated to come off LTIR, which, I again, I think is either this week or sometime next week, um, Alex Tuck should be returning to the lineup rather soon, which, if he can stay healthy, he's going to help. Okay, I, I, I know that this year hasn't been the best for Alex Tuck, and I know in the grand scheme of things, there have been a lot of people, and I, I know I've thrown his name out there in trade rumors too for the better part of the last couple of weeks leading up to the deadline, but if there is a guy that you know can turn it on in the playoffs, you have to think it'd be Alex Tuck. Where he slides into the lineup is going to be the next big question because I kind of like what I see from Nick Waugh on that second line. I'm just saying. But the, 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 the guy has been playing outstanding in the game plus that he's been on the second line. He had an assist on Carlson's goal tonight. It, it, it seems like when you're talking about guys who can transition from center to wing, That is a guy that I don't think a lot of people thought would be able to, but we kind of touched on it yesterday. His offensive potential, you can kind of see it there. He's not going to be like a 70-point guy. It'll help when you got guys like Carlson and Pacioretty playing with him, but he's not going to be like that 70-point guy. But at least you know, at least you know if you are Nicholas Waugh, you know that if you went from either the second line or if you even went down to the third line and you were playing with, you know, say, Cousins and Stevenson, you can at least play on the third line right wing and you would actually play pretty damn well. And then that would allow Carrier to move down to his natural fourth line spot, which you could potentially get away with. So it isn't confirmed that Alex Tuck is going to be back uh, for the upcoming road trip. I, If I had to guess, if, if he is back on Friday, that would be... Um, that'd be big news for them. And obviously right now, as it stands, Alex Tuck is still on IR. He has not been taken off IR on the NHL media roster. So nothing really is set in stone for that at this current point in time, but it is a good sign if Alex Tuck is indeed coming back within these next couple of days. And at least I, I think the game that is being targeted for Tuck's return is the ninth against Edmonton. I think that is the target. I could be wrong about that one, but at least getting him back for that game is going to be a huge boost. It's absolutely going to be a huge boost. Um, Mark Stone, I think, is still week to week at this rate. I mean, we're looking right now, we're coming up on one week after the, uh, I mean, if I can do, yeah, it's been about a week now or close to a week since Stone has been out of the lineup. And he's probably going to be about another week, maybe two, before he makes his return to the lineup. So right now, I would suggest, at least at this point, unless Mark Stone is like, all right, I'm bored, I'm ready to come back now, I would at least expect Alex Tuck to be back in the lineup at some point, maybe this weekend. Uh, As far as where Tuck goes in the lineup, you could, 
it's a very interesting situation because I think Alex Tuck needs to get reps on the third line. Not that I don't think he's a top six talent. Not that I don't think he is a, a second line capable guy. He's shown that. But I think when you look at how the top six is going to look going into this, going into the final stretch of the season, when Stone comes back and you know where he's going to go in that lineup, Tuck just needs to stay on the third line. And and I think that you know it's again it's not an indictment on him, but. If you put him in a situation where you move him up and down the lineup, a guy like Nick Waugh can handle that. A guy like Nick Waugh, who is basically in a contract year, who's still, what, 24, 25 years old, who has still many years to go to establish himself as an everyday NHL player. Again, this is really his first full year of NHL action. So no matter where you put Waugh, he's going to perform. When you got a guy like Tuck who is locked up long term to that big time contract, you expect him to be that kind of top six guy. But given the depth of where the roster is now, you have to accept the fact that one, he can't stay healthy right now. And two, he's just going to have to get more reps on that third line. So you can go with Cousins, Stevenson, Tuck. I think would be a very suitable third line. And then you just roll them out there and have that line check people to death. I, I think that's a very good line to have. Um, do I think that he could be on the second line for a little bit? Sure. I mean, if you want to have him up there so that you can have a formidable top six, not that you don't have a formidable, formidable top six already, but if you really wanted to put Tuck on the second line, it wouldn't hurt because the way Carlson and Pacioretty have been playing with each other the last number of games, it really shows that you can put anybody on that right side and they'll go to work. I mean, just look at tonight. The pass that Carlson made from the Vegas blue line to Pacioretty, the no-look backhand feed to Pacioretty, who Carlson hit him in stride, and even Carlson said it himself, if he doesn't put that pass on the money the way that he does, Pacioretty might not have enough of a glide to walk in on Blackwood and beat him short side from the left circle. That was just an unbelievable play. And it doesn't look like much when you still have another Devils defenseman uh, you know, trying to stay stride for stride with Pacioretty. It's not like he's sprung him for a breakaway or anything. But when you have Pacioretty... One play in the way that he's been playing this year, he's back to 30 goal max where he can just fire the puck at any spot and it's likely going to go in. When you have that kind of a guy shooting that kind of a way, any kind of pass like that, you spring him one-on-one, he's likely going to score. And then you even saw in the, the Carlson goal, the second or the second goal of the game, where it was just great chemistry between Waugh and Carlson, and Waugh just put it right on the tape of the stick, and Carlson smashed it with the one-timer to put him up too. The way Carlson and Pacioretty are playing right now, you can definitely afford to put Tuck there if you want to. Because if that's going to unlock Tuck for the rest of this season, if that's going to give him the confidence to be that guy that Vegas paid close to $5 million a year for, then you're then I think you should be all for that. You know what I mean? I think if you, if you can find any way to untap that 
offensive spark that is just oozing to come out of Alex Tuck, then I think you take full advantage of it. Again, if he comes back Friday, that's fantastic. If he doesn't come back until the Edmonton game, even better, because that's the game that's going to count. That's the game that's going to matter the most. And not to say that the Calgary game won't be any uh, won't be any important. It won't. It will have importance considering Calgary again, division opponent, fighting for a playoff spot. Of course, it's going to mean mean a lot. But you look at the upcoming schedule for the Oilers. Uh, they beat Dallas in overtime tonight. They're at Chicago on Thursday, and then four game homestand: Columbus, Vegas, Winnipeg, New York. That is a tough homestand. I know they're at home, but that's a tough homestand. And then they got to go at Philadelphia, at Washington, and at Ottawa. So Ed, there's going to be a little bit of pressure on Edmonton to deliver. And again, they got a huge win uh, against Dallas tonight in overtime. You know, second night of a back to back. Koskinen was great. And they went into Dallas, and Dallas put a shootload, I guess I can say, they put a shitload of shots on them. Um, they, they put a lot of shots on uh, Edmonton tonight and Koskinen stood tall and uh, Edmonton got the victory there. Now they got to go at Chicago and Chicago is kind of that up and down team where you're like, oh, okay, maybe they're going to be good on one night. And it turns out they lose like six, nothing. So Edmonton's won three in a row since losing to Vegas in that game. They've looked very good. That Nashville game was just, whoo, whoo, Nelly, that Nashville game was just crazy. But yeah, big four-game homestand coming up for Edmonton, and they got the three games uh, at Philly, at Washington, at Ottawa, and then a huge, very beneficial six-game homestand to close the year. Really, the only two, the the only three tough games I see in that stretch are Vegas, Colorado, and Tampa. They got Anaheim twice, and they play San Jose. So real good opportunity in that stretch for Edmonton to pick up some very much needed points. But this is going to be a very fun race uh, down the stretch for both Vegas and Edmonton, the two teams that are chasing each other for the for the uh, Pacific Division title. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch these teams uh, down the stretch and see what they can do. Uh, one against each other because they play each other twice and then against the rest of their division competition. I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I think we should all brace ourselves for one giant bloodbath in the province of Alberta. Yeah, it's not the Battle of Alberta either. I, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. That was <laughs> I, I I'm definitely not one to hype things up. Like I'm not I'm not a good uh movie hype man, I guess would be a way to put it. I don't know. I don't know. I I could do I could do a Howard Cosell impersonation for the entire time, but I think you guys would get very much tired of my Howard Cosell impersonation. My wife hates my Howard Cosell impersonation. Like I I could just talk of the most random things like uh, what's one random thing? And uh, and the dishes have been put in the dishwasher, and the dishwasher is going. Oh my goodness, the dishes are going, ladies and gentlemen. Look at the soap suds. There's something like that. I could do that for an entire time. My wife absolutely hates it when I do it for longer than five minutes, or even lo- even less than that, maybe like two minutes. Maybe one day I'll do a whole. I'll do an entire podcast on my Howard Cosell. Let me know. Let me know if you think I should do an episode like next week, all in my Howard Cosell voice. 
And again, that might not even be a Howard Cosell voice to some of you, but to me it is. If you want me to do that, let me know. If not, it's okay. It's not going to hurt my feelings. I'm just saying. All right, one quick one quick look around the league before we get out of here. Um, I'll just go through the scores because I think there was like a lot of games. I think there were 12 games tonight, something like that. Uh, Montreal beat the Islanders 6-2. to two. Uh, the only thing I took away from that game is good God, Johnny Boychuk better be all right. That you never want to see a skate go to the face, let alone close to the eyeball. You don't want to see that. That was so, oof, oof. I mean, I, I mean, I watched Zach Whitecloud nearly take a puck to the nuts earlier tonight and I cringed at that thought. I don't, I couldn't even imagine watching that line and go, Oh, skate right close to the eye. Oof. Hopefully Boychuk is all right. Cause that, that was bad, but that, at, at least if he is okay, great. But man, tough loss for the Islanders. Tough loss for the Islanders. Montreal's just hanging around there. If they can just like string a couple of other wins together, they'll be right behind the, the playoff race. I don't know. Montreal's one of those weird teams too. I, I honestly don't know. The St. Louis Blues have now won, I believe, seven in a row. I've lost count because now they have the longest active streak in the NHL. Three to one over the Red Hot Rangers. The Rangers needed those two points. Uh, I think they desperately needed those two points. Could not get it. Uh, But the Blues, the champs, here they come again. They got 90 points. uh, Far and away tops in the Western Conference. The the path to the Stanley Cup Final is look through the Western Conference is looking like it's going through St. Louis more and more every day. Uh, Big win for the defending champs. Uh, the Penguins get a 7-3 win over the Ottawa Senators. Uh, I mean, what more can you say there? The Penguins are the Penguins. They're playing well at the right time with all their extra additions. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. The Bruins beat the Lightning 2-1. to one. The Lightning have kind of fallen off the cliff a little bit since Vegas ended their 11-game winning streak. That's not a good sign if you're the Tampa Bay Lightning, especially now with the fact that you have to be without Steven Stamkos for the rest of the regular season and possibly the entire first round of the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's not good, Chief. That ain't good. Uh, In a battle of Central Division teams that need to win in order to keep their playoff hopes alive, the Minnesota Wild got a 3-1 victory. Over the Nashville Predators, the Predators apparently still reeling like hell after getting shellacked by the Oilers the other night. The Minnesota Wild, ladies and gentlemen, when it looked like Bill Guerin was ready to throw the dirt on the grave after trading Jason Zucker, the Minnesota Wild are one point back of the Winnipeg Jets for the second wild card in the Western Conference. And I am saying this now because I can only imagine what people would, if people would really freak out, the Golden Knights do not want to face the Wild in the first round. I just, I know it just seems like it's ridiculous to say, but to me, Vegas, Minnesota would have a Dallas Mavericks, Golden State Warriors feel from 2007. Just do not want to play those guys. You do not want to face a team that's just a bad matchup for you. And Minnesota has been a bad matchup for Vegas for the last couple of years. So that's going to be the the Wilder coming, man. They're not done yet. They're they're really on the doorstep now. Uh, speaking of on the doorstep, the Jets three to one victory over the Sabers. Uh, the Blackhawks. We talked about them earlier. They're not they're not out of it yet either. The Blackhawks are only six points back of the Jets for the second wild card, and they got a six to two victory over the Ducks tonight. Uh, Oilers over the Stars. We already touched on. 
And then the Sharks beat the Maple Leafs 5-2 to two because the Maple Leafs, somebody go drink some Crown Royal for the Maple Leafs tonight because, good Lord, that, that franchise, you just really think the things are going well, they're going well, they're going well, they're going to win, and then they just, blah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it has been that kind of a season for the Maple Leafs. I mean, to be fair, they are likely still going to make the playoffs as the three seed in the Atlantic, but then they got to deal with Tampa. But then again, Tampa, once again, without Stamkos, it might change the whole complexion of that series. You never know. You never know. All right, guys. Well, that will do it for me tonight. Uh, a little bit longer than usual, but uh, we had a good good conversation. Hope you all enjoyed the discussion, the conversation that we've had together, that we've had today. It was all good, and I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed talking to you, or at least through my vantage point, talking to my computer in a way. Um, if you are on Apple Podcasts, by the way, if you'd be so kind as to leave a rating and a review, uh, helps people find the podcast, lets me know how I'm doing. Uh, and, and again, you can tell me how I'm doing on the show on Twitter uh, at LockdownVGK or at DannyWebster21, whatever you feel like. If you have thoughts on the show, please let me know. If you would like to see something else on the show, please let me know. All feedback and, uh, I guess, criticism too. Criticism is a good word. All of that is welcome. Uh, you're not going to hurt my feelings unless you cuss my family out, and which in that case, you know, meh. But uh, if if you have any thoughts on the show, please let me know. Uh, all feedback and criticism and words are encouraged. Um, but tomorrow, again, off day for the Golden Knights, so I'm thinking we'll just uh, we'll we'll find we'll figure something out. I'm not sure exactly what we'll do just yet. Uh, for Thursday's episode, it might be an episode where we get you ready for the Winnipeg game. I think that that's kind of where we're going at. So we'll probably use Thursday Thursday's episode to get you ready for the Winnipeg game. Friday, I'm thinking. Right, right now it's preliminary. Right now, I'm thinking though Friday will be a post game episode. Um, so because the Winnipeg game is at five o'clock on Friday. So I'm thinking Thursday might be the preview game uh, to get you ready for the Winnipeg game. And then Friday, I think, will be a late episode with the postgame pod after the Winnipeg game. Sound good? Sound good. Now, part of that is, will I not have a migraine to uh, fall back on if I forget to do an episode or something of that sort? We'll figure all that out in due time. But uh, until then... Thank you guys once again for downloading, sharing, subscribing, listening, all that jazz, all the ratings, the reviews, and the uh, the words that you have left me in the last couple of days. Very much appreciated. I do read all the comments that I can. Uh, if even if there aren't any, any if it's just one comment that comes through, of course I have the time to read that, and even I read them on the air because that's just just a sign of appreciation. Because I appreciate those of you who've listened to this podcast for now 101 episodes. 102 hour many it's been and uh, have not grown tired of me at least if you haven't told me to my face they've grown tired of me but i do appreciate it i do appreciate it, each and every one of you uh for listening so until then until tomorrow again we'll uh we'll probably do preview pod tomorrow if that's cool with everybody so thank you guys once again um yeah until then until tomorrow i am danny webster this has been locked on golden knights part of the lockdown podcast network 
and I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one.